When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. Um, You know, we started out, we're talking a bit about uh, fentanyl and the border crisis. And one thing that... Uh, you can get a very good sense of the lawlessness at the border from is finding out what's going on from those who live along the border. What is it like if you happen to live, say, in and around McAllen, Texas, or in this case, if you live in the Tucson sector uh, in Arizona along the border, what are you subjected to? What is it like down there? What When we talk about lawlessness, what do we mean? Well, if you speak to somebody whose property uh, runs along the border or right next to the U.S.-Mexico border, you find out very quickly that there's endless human trafficking, drug smuggling operations, cartel smuggling operations going on, that there are people who are armed, who are part of those operations. I've been to the border before, Clay, and and heard machine gun fire. Um, I've heard uh, Mexican police engaging in uh, in a gunfight with cartel members just across the uh, the Rio Grande and this is just a reality of day-to-day life along along the border for a lot of people so that brings me to this uh, this ranch owner George Kelly he's a 73 year old man he's currently charged uh, with murder and he's charged with murder in the shooting of somebody who was a Mexican national, uh, involved, allegedly involved in smuggling uh, operations. Now, he says that this was in self-defense. He says that 
that the individual flashed what he believed to be a a gun at him, and now he is facing a uh, a murder uh, murder charge. Right, so we know where the prosecutors have come down on this one so far. There were thirty or forty times in the last month alone, according to the Daily Mail here, um, last month when there were calls made to Border Patrol because of people illegally transiting his property. So people are trespassing on his property. Kelly says, and his neighbors have confirmed that there were people who had guns who were walking across illegally his property that he believed to be part of uh, the cartel. And Border Patrol was there so often that they actually have keys to his gate. You can see, by the way, there's refuse and debris, you know, food, clothing, you know, empty water bottles all over this guy's property from just, this is like a highway for illegals, a highway for fentanyl, a highway for the cartels, a highway for human smuggling going through his property. And he thought that he was in, he was in jeopardy. And it is known this is a high crime, drug trafficking and gang area of the border that law enforcement has, has said that in, in court. And they're charged, they're charging this guy with murder. I just think it's, it's so telling that he's supposed to live like this. The Biden administration does not want this to stop. He's supposed to just have an endless flow of drugs, illegal human trafficking, cartel members, armed cartel members on his private property coming and going all the time because that's what is necessary for America to be, you know, a nation of immigrants, all the rhetoric that Democrats used. And uh, people are looking at this and they're just saying, you know, what's going on here? This guy felt the need to defend himself. He's claiming self-defense. They're charging him with with murder. You know, the government shows you a lot based on who it chooses to prosecute and who it doesn't. You're right on all this. And our earlier conversation raises the question. I always say, okay, everybody acknowledges the border is a disaster. And I think everybody would have to acknowledge that fentanyl coming across the border is killing hundreds of thousands of people over a course of several years, right? No matter who the president is right now. How do we solve that, right? If we acknowledge, it seems that we are, acknowledge that there's a problem. Now, you can argue, okay, Democrats don't really recognize or accept or really care that much about people coming illegally across the border, which is why one of the weakest areas of all of Joe Biden's administration is his response to what's going on at the border. So that is true. But we talked earlier, Trump basically is saying that he will unleash the American military. You heard Lindsey Graham questioning Merrick Garland yesterday about what basically naming the cartels as terrorist organizations would do. How do we fix it? Who and who is the guru that could fix it? Because here's my here's my thought in big picture form, Buck. The reason why the fentanyl exists is because there's a demand for it. So as long as there is a demand for a product, there will be someone who is trying to figure out how to get that product to the demand. So that is why there has long been an issue with drugs in this country, because there is a demand for the product. 
What's different to me about fentanyl compared to other drugs is it's relatively rare the first time you use a drug, you could die from it. That's the case with fentanyl. So what do you think? What is the solution? I'm not claiming to know. We talked earlier about, hey, if we name them a terrorist organization and we start going after them, that requires us taking men and material, frankly, from the United States and basically flying down to Mexico and going to war with the cartels. But I think it's fair to say that basically Mexico can only go so far because they are effectively a narco state. So there is a cost of doing business that it seems both Mexico and the cartels will accept because by and large this product is going to the United States and making everybody richer in Mexico and you know if you pay attention out there that the Mexican cartels actually can have pretty good relationships with the surrounding communities because they're not really giving their drugs to those communities They're using some of the money that comes back in, which is wildly profitable, to help some of the local communities, almost like a Robin Hood-type setting, depending on where you are in Mexico. So they have some support from the Mexican people. I don't know how you solve it, frankly, without effectively declaring war. I mean, that's the only solution I I can think of, which is People are using a lot of of very, you know, war-on-terror rhetoric for what we should do with the cartels. And look, the cartels are as evil and a bigger threat to us than any, you know, jihadist organization on the scene today because of the numbers of people they're murdering, their brutality, they undermine the Mexican state, they undermine this country too, and very they're they're hollowing out uh whole communities in America that are that are now empty. And think of all with every person who dies of a fentanyl overdose, there are family members who are shattered. Right there, yes. there are people whose lives will never be the same. So it's and kids of it's, so many of these young people, twenties and thirties, who also yeah. never going to have a mom and a dad. It's you know one hundred and six thousand, I think it was the number last year, and I believe seventy to seventy five percent of those are all specifically opioid related. So something like seventy to eighty thousand opioid deaths, and then there's other. By the way, the cartels also traffic in meth and cocaine and the other things that people are dying from. So the statistics on that it doesn't change the the overall narrative. But I, I, when I was reading about this case of of this man, um, uh, you know George Allen Kelly, uh, who's seventy three years old, and the only the witnesses against him were part of the group transiting the property. So you know, there's what his defense attorneys are saying, and I understand this is they initially charged him with first degree murder. Now they have lowered it to second degree murder, and this is based on the witness testimony. And the fact that a, a bullet, uh, the bullet enter, you know, killed the individual who's a Mexican national who was part of this illegal crossing party, uh, in the lower right back, uh, and then exited through the ribcage. I believe that's what it says in the news reports. But you have a situation where, okay, the people illegally transiting are saying, this guy just decided to murder us, basically. That he just decided to shoot at us with no warning. The defendant in this case is saying, I gave warning shots, I called out, and they had guns. Now, the people that were legally transiting, if they did have guns, they're not going to obviously admit that, right? So this turns into a who's, this is a fact-finding now of who's actually telling the truth in this situation. But one thing that is is beyond dispute, no one disputes, that this guy was living in a narco-trafficking zone that was a free-for-all day in and day out. I mean, imagine, for anybody listening, imagine that you're living on your, your property and men with guns who are part of an organization that will saw people's heads off on video to make a, a point to frighten the police or uh, politicians or whatever is just walking through your backyard every day. 
And you're and you call Border Patrol. Border Patrol says, "Well, we can't do anything about it. We're trying to deal with the hundred migrants who just surrendered a mile down the road." This is so. So his reality, even apart from the specifics of who's telling the truth and who's not in this in this case, it seems very. It would seem odd that he would, as a seventy three year old guy who's dealing with this, just decide that. He's going to have a, he's going to use lethal force without thinking his life is in danger. You, people may say, Oh, he's mistaken, but this idea that he just finally snapped and shot them, that's the claim that's being made. I think there should be, a, there needs to be a heavy burden of proof, obviously beyond a reasonable doubt on that. But Clay, this guy's just supposed to live in Tucson or Tucson sector of the border, I should say, as though this is, you know, the, this is the reality. People are just going to trespass. People are going to be moving drugs with guns through your property. And you have to hope that they don't worry that you're going to call Border Patrol so they decide to take you out. You have yeah. to just trust that these that, that anybody associated with, the, associated with the cartels doesn't get a little scared of you maybe calling the police on them and decide that you're too much of a risk. This is what it means to live along the border these days. And does the Biden administration care at all? Do, do no, they, they do this care. as an urgent threat? We can't even get Joe Biden to go to the border. I would hope that the jury that he would have in that community would be very disposed towards him, right? Wouldn't you think, in general, that a jury would look at a 73-year-old guy who's been dealing with what you just described, cartel smuggling across his property for years, that he didn't just suddenly snap, that he has been threatened and feels the need to protect himself? I would think this would be a very difficult, because again, the jurors in this community would be, well aware of what illegal immigration is doing all along that area. And I would think they would be very predisposed to to be in favor of this man. But your point is a good one, which is much of what the government decides to do when it comes to prosecuting people is about sp- sending messages about what they care more than focusing on justice itself, right? That's how they've ended up trying to put a guy in jail for years because he shoved somebody at a at an abortion protest when they're totally ignoring actual violent crime from serial offenders again the facts remember the the eyewitness testimony involves the people who are illegally entering america on his property allegedly ties to smuggling in the cartels or at least what the one individual is you know this is not proven in court yet but these are where the allegations are certainly crossing into his property illegally kelly called the u.s border patrol ranch liaison Five times on the day of the incident. Yeah. So, so you're, you're the one who's flagging law enforcement down. You're just, and he, and he shot, I believe, from a hundred yards, from a hundred yards away. You're going to just, you know, the, the whole thing, there's something that we need to find out more of exactly what happened here. Cause he called in to say he was being shot at and had to shoot back. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, they can, they're obviously claiming that he's lying and that's why they're charging him with, with murder. But I, I just think that this is a case you have to watch because there's high level, uh, there's high level politics involved in something like this. I think it's going to be hard to get a jury to convict there. I do, uh, but we'll keep you updated on this story. Speaking of jury to convict, we're soon going to have the Murdoch jury that is going to be out. We'll see how long they're out before they make their decision about guilt or innocence in that case that has captivated so much of the country. Uh, in the meantime, data breaches, embarrassing for companies. They try to do business online. The process, they get thousands, if not millions of you out there with your information in their database. Then, boom, a cyber hacker comes along, finds the way into their computer system, steals all that data. You never know when it's going to happen or that it even might have happened. Sometimes it's a silent crime. 
That's why you need LifeLock. They're in the business of online identity theft protection. They scan the web 24-7 looking for evidence of wrongdoing with your info. When they spot it, they have nearly 20 years of experience to know what to look for. They notify you immediately. If you're a victim of identity theft, LifeLock will assign a restoration specialist based right here in the good old USA that will help you restore your good name and credit. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY. Again, go to LifeLock.com, use my name as the promo code, that's CLAY, C-L-A-Y, for 25% off. Peace of mind is worth it. LifeLock.com, promo code CLAY. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, 
and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Uh, Rick in Tucson wanted to weigh in on the conversation we were just having about a Tucson area shooting. What is your experience with illegal immigration? What do you think the community thinks about this story? Uh, most of us don't like it. Um, you have to give what? me just a second. I'm working. No, you're okay. on radio, so we need to talk to you right now. So you got to call us back when you can actually chat with us about this. But um, Clay, I, I mean, love the. Uh, I'm working. Hold on, I got to get out of my uh, get out of my office setting right now to have a conversation. I mean, look the the larger context here is, and we were just talking about this off air, Buck, uh, as it pertains to Murdoch, uh, the situation in South Carolina. Juries, you focus a lot on the idea of a jury, right? The juries, let's say in Washington D.C., that decide whether or not Steve Bannon behaved in some way that they find to be criminal well they're already predisposed to not like republicans to not like members of the trump administration what i would suggest here is that in particular on the ground in tucson a lot of people are going to be sympathetic to this man in the same way that with the murdoch trial buck you were you put up a poll about what people are going to find in that case and my suspicion if he's not convicted is that there's just somebody there who's like, I've known Murdoch since he was two years old. He's not the kind of person to do this. Because remember, it's a jury of your peers. And sometimes those peers are different than what the larger nation might think. One one update I want to make to what George Kelly's claims, because obviously this case has been, it has been getting a lot of attention from the uh, community, particularly in, in Arizona. Um, and they've raised a million-dollar bond for him. They, the fact that they charged him with first degree murder right right out of the uh, right out of the gate shows you that the prosecutor wanted to make an example of him now they've dropped it to second degree murder but he claims that he uh he fired warning shots only yeah. and that he wasn't even trying to engage uh and shoot at the individuals he also has claimed that all three of them were themselves armed now the only witnesses against him are part of the illegal and and he claims cartel affiliated individuals who were armed on his property, right? So that's that's all we're going on right now. So it's uh this this is one that you're going to see. I think that this this better get attention from the community because look, this this man's obviously the rest of his life, his freedom is is on the line here, and you want to make sure you get the facts right and that justice is done. Not only that, I mean, how scared would you be if you actually had made an enemy of the cartels and you live near the border? I mean, we didn't talk much about this story, Buck. But the awful story of the, what was it, a 17 or 18-year-old mom and her baby who were essentially executed by cartel uh, in a cartel attack in the United States. Uh, We know how violent the acts are in Mexico, but they're spilling across into our country on a regular basis now. I think cartel violence is going to be on the increase in the next two years. I think you're going to see a lot of it. I don't think there's any doubt at all. Uh, A lot of you out there right now, you have home insurance? Do you have car insurance? How about life insurance? Most of you probably do. How many of you have food insurance? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Right now, if I go downstairs in my house, we got five different three-month food kits that are in my pantry. One for me, one for my wife, one for all three of my boys. It will last for three months if suddenly there was no food to be found anywhere. 
It is food insurance for my family. You can get your own at MyPatriotSupply.com. It will last for years. 2,000 calories a day for each member of your family. Right now, you also get a $200 bonus gift free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. Everybody in your family can be prepared. Check it off your list. Sleep better by going to MyPatriotSupply.com and score free shipping as well. MyPatriotSupply.com. There was a time when Saturday Night Live was actually funny sometimes. Clay remembers that. I remember. Some of you will remember. There wasn't back in the Dana Carvey, Mike Myers era. Some of you even before that would point to the Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, Steve Martin era, right? There, Bill Murray. Um, did I ever say him? Uh, there, there was a time when SNL was actually pretty clever and was a comedy. Actually, it was amazingly clever and it was really in the zeitgeist, depending on which period you're talking about. We were discussing in the first hour that Keith Olbermann's suggestion for Ron DeSantis, um, when, when Keith is not starting Twitter feuds with Clay or, or with me, Clay tends to uh, engage more. I still laugh because he calls me tag, uh, tug, tug, sex butt is what he always calls me on Twitter, which is pretty funny. I don't know where the tug, you know, anyway, that's what he says. That's what he writes at me. Um, but uh, he was the biggest name at MSNBC for a long time. He was the biggest name, the uh, host tentpole. And here he is put through the prism of Ben Affleck discussing how when his cat, Miss Precious Perfect, was a problem for the co-op board of his apartment in Manhattan, that that was about as bad as the bombing of Pearl Harbor or something along those lines. Clay, you've never heard it. Here's just a little a little reminder of Ben Affleck as Keith Olbermann on SNL. The letter was brief and to the point. Dear Mr. Olbermann, it read... The co-op board, having reviewed your request for an exception to its no-pets policy in order to accommodate your cat, Miss Precious Perfect, (laughs) regretfully concludes that in consideration of the rights of other co-op residents, such an exception is not possible at this time. Sincerely, Richard Lieberstein, co-op president. And there it was. All perfectly legal. Like the 1942 internment of more than 100,000 Japanese American citizens. Or the forced relocation of the Cherokee on the Trail of Tears. Or the monstrous injustice of our nation's Jim Crow laws. It was all perfectly legal and every bit as wrong. If not, indeed, more so. You get, That's you get, very it, well done. It's pretty, pretty good impression of him from back in the day. Uh, I, I can't get over how funny the idea is. I'm sure that Keith Olbermann has never been to Disney World. If you have ever been to Disney World... And if you're, if you missed earlier, Olbermann said that because Ron DeSantis has been feuding with Disney World and has this new board that is designed to govern, that Disney World should leave Florida, which is, again, impossible. I, the analogy I made, Buck, is like saying New York City should move to Idaho. Like, you just can't do it. But then the rest of Disney World should all be burned down while Ron DeSantis is made to go watch it. Disney World is so huge. I the the idea I don't even understand how you could come up with the idea of just move it, right? It is such a monstrosity 
and all of the buildings that are involved and everything else. This was why Ron DeSantis could go toe-to-toe with Disney. Because the investment in material, the investment in cost, I mean, I don't know, Disney has to have, I would think, a billion dollars. I don't think that's crazy. A billion dollars just in building fees at a minimum. Not to mention the whatever the valuation of the Disney World theme park is now. The idea that you would just pick it up and move it to Puerto Rico, uh, which is funny because nobody can get to Puerto Rico. The great success of Disney World was it's open 365 days a year, and it was selected because the weather is great, but also because theoretically so many people can get to Florida. It's it's mind insane. It's insanity. You know, this this is as silly an idea as if someone were to say, hey, maybe we can save the city of Portland by moving it from Oregon to Texas or something. It'd be hard to move a whole city, but you got to figure out something right now. This was also uh, just in the last 24 hours up on the Daily Mail. Business owners are fleeing Portland in droves amid pronounced rising crime and homelessness. And public data shows that 2,600 businesses in the downtown have left yeah. Portland entirely. Portland's not that big of a city. So for... 2,600 businesses to just be like, we're out, we're not doing this anymore. That's a lot. That's a lot of shuttered storefronts. And I just think that what we've been talking about with the Chicago, look, moving in the right direction. Chicago is moving in the right direction now with, now how much? Maybe it's only one or two steps, but getting rid of Lori Lightfoot, who is an obviously horrific mayor. The mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, I don't know if he's still the mayor. He might be gone now. I got to check. Um, he certainly was one of the worst mayors. He was somebody who was sucking up to Antifa and then went out. Did, did you ever see this? And oh, he yeah. went out to be like, I stand with you, Antifa. And they just started cursing at him and screaming at him. And you're a sellout and you're, you know, you're the man and the whole thing. And, you know, this is what is it's not like we just talk about this because we're in conservative media. This is happening in places. So while the while the libs are all upset about Disney, which is fine and going to be fine, some great American cities. I mean, I, I think Portland's a beautiful place. I, I really, we've got a great audience in the Portland area. They know. I love the Pacific Northwest, but the Democrat policies are making it a place people don't want to be. Good way to describe the reaction to George Floyd. And I know this, Buck, because I've been going through all the numbers. It's part of my new book that's going to be out in September. Portland from 2000 to 2019 had an average of 21 murders a year. After the George Floyd protests and the violence, in 2021, I believe they went over 80 murders. Just think about how crazy that is for a city like Portland. Again, I just gave you almost a generation worth of murder data. Around 21 people a year would be murdered in Portland. In the wake of the George Floyd murders, they went over 80. Right? And, by the way, It's because the people who were protesting decided, as we all know, that cops are evil. But Portland had almost no crime at the time. And then they totally have fallen apart. So some of these white, woke cities that have allowed the white, woke class to effectively take over, I don't know, what's the percentage of white residents of Portland? I bet it's 85%, right? It's not a particularly diverse community. And yet they allowed this George Floyd incident to so take over their city that it destroyed the essence of one of the most beautiful places in America. In the case of Portland, you had overwhelmingly white Antifa 
yep. trying to uh, you know burn down a federal courthouse, but just in general uh, create anarchy and destruction in the downtown and to create the political lack of will for doing anything about this, right? Oh, no, we don't want to we don't want to crack down on them, which then results in the police backing off and, and who in general and who suffers the most in American cities when police are unable to protect their communities. High crime neighborhoods, which are disproportionately minority majority neighborhoods. So when you actually look at, at who suffers as a result of the, whether it's the BLM narrative in Portland or, or across the country, uh, the data speaks very clearly on this. And I just, I remember going to Portland and thinking this place is so cool and pretty and has such great food. But this was, uh, back in 2010. It was when I, it was the last time I visited. And I remember also though seeing already in the downtown, you started to just have that people camping out, people, there was this yeah. whole attitude of, we're going to take this approach of let people do drugs and let people, you know, sleep in the streets and live in the streets and sell drugs and all this stuff. And it all just builds. It all just cascades uh, and gets worse. And this is what we've seen now. And places really suffer. Once the businesses have left, Clay, now you've all, now you're already behind right now. It's you're trying to rebuild. You're not trying to just get things to normal. And, Buck, it's double-barreled, too. It's not only the rise of homeless populations in many of these cities. It's also that a lot of people aren't going back to office buildings. You walk around a lot of American cities now, and remote work has taken over to such an extent, particularly in cities where people had long commutes in the first place. New York City, Buck, I think, is only back to 50% occupancy for many of the big buildings. A lot of people aren't going in. Basically, Monday and Friday are no-goes for many people. They might go in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but people are not making that trip into the office anymore. This is a big deal. I was just up at Fox News uh, in New York City doing uh, shows and doing some events up there. It's wild to see how few people there are walking around on the streets in the middle part of the day when you used to see every store packed, basically. While the administration right now considers declaring a public health emergency on abortion, it only leaves unborn children that much more vulnerable in the near future. There's at least one prominent force working harder than ever to protect those children. It's the nationwide group of preborn network clinics, a safe place that pregnant women can get to and receive all kinds of support. That includes meeting the child they're carrying via an ultrasound. Over the last 17 years, preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies. Preborn seeks out these mothers to be uh, before they make that choice about whether to give their child life and introduces them to that growing life inside them through the ultrasound. That gift happens because of donations from individuals like you, the pro-life community. Once an expectant mom hears that heartbeat, sees that precious life, a majority of the time she chooses life for her unborn baby. Each ultrasound costs just $28. Let's save some lives today, tomorrow, and the next day, going forward as far as we can into the future until all babies are saved. Do so right now. Help with a tax-deductible donation to Preborn. 100% of your donation goes to this effort. Just dial pound 250 and say baby. That's pound 250 on the cell phone and say baby. Or visit their website. Make a donation there. Preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com buck. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Thursday edition of the program. Mentioned earlier some interesting polling data. We're going to hit it with you at the top of the next hour from the state of Virginia, which, again, it's polling data. I understand uh, the apprehension associated with it. It's actually very positive polling data, in particular for Glenn Youngkin. What does it tell us? We know there are a lot of people running now in 2024, uh, as we try and figure out exactly how all this is going to uh, to shake out. And I'll play some of that audio for you in a moment. But first, I wanted to go to Rob in Portland, Oregon, 
uh, retired Air Force officer. How long have you been in Portland? What have you seen happen to the city? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, uh, born and raised in the city, been there my entire life, uh, in and out. But uh, I was there on 2020 when that all happened after George Floyd died. And immediately within the first month, because the fiscal year that Portland operates on is July 1 to June. So at the end of June, they cut the, the, the support to the Portland police by $20 million. They disbanded the Gun Violent Task Force. And immediately, shootings went up and averaged about 100 a month. And like you said, there are now upwards of 100 killings annually, whereas growing up, it would be maybe 25 a year, exactly what you said. And what and FIFA, is it changing at all? Like, are people there fed up with yeah. the choices that were made? What are you seeing now compared to the immediate aftermath of the George Floyd incident? So what I witness is democracy is working. The people of Portland like who they voted for. They like the policies. They don't mind living with the policies that they've gotten. And it's horrific. The, there's lots of downtown Portland is still boarded up. There's still graffiti. When Black Lives Matter and Antifa unite as a group, they're called a group of people. They own the streets of Portland. They, uh, they don't call, uh, gangs, gangs anymore because that's a racist term. So it's groups of people. Is that you true? Know, I know posse was racist and then like, uh, what, like all these different words have gradually gotten, uh, taken over. So now you can't even say gang anymore. They don't report gang, uh, on the media. The local media won't, re- won't say it and nor will the public affairs of the police, uh, bureau say it. Thanks for calling in. I mean, you know, Clay, I, I said this yesterday, and I think this is something that we've we've seen in a lot of cities, and it's that you have uh, a tolerance among the left for anarchy, violence, decay, crash in the streets, people living in the streets, you know, vagrants everywhere, all this, right? Open-air drug use. Eventually, they realize it's it's maybe too much for them to handle, but their tolerance for this, because they view it as a side effect of their virtuous policies, right? Yeah. It's, nece- it's necessary to pass through these phases of urban degradation in order to get to a more just society. You know, to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. That really is the mentality of the Democrats in charge in these places. So... So when the numbers get worse, when the crime goes up, because they do things like, as the caller just said, and we've got a lot of people who listen on KEX in Portland and Portland area, and they know this, they they cut the, the budget and everything gets worse. The Democrat, the first impulse of the Democrat in involved in a situation like this or when they see this unfold isn't, oh, my gosh, what have we done? It's this is the price we pay for equity. This is the price that the city must pay to be less racist and more safe. And and or not not sorry not more safe less racist even if it makes the city less safe. Well, and the particular arrogance of it, Buck, is many of these woke white liberals live in gated communities. So really, what they're choosing to do is make minorities much less safe because, in their mind, the equity is worth. They're not even actually having to trade safety themselves for virtue. Right. Well, they're trading safety for for poorer people in exchange for being virtuous themselves. So uh, so I maybe that I think that actually ties in perfectly to their threshold is different for the suffering 
because maybe they, you're right. Maybe they read about the suffering in the higher crime neighborhoods. You know, if you if you're somebody who I can speak to New York, you know, if you live on the Upper West Side, you get your New York Times, you read about the crimes that are happening. They're generally happening even during a crime surge in eastern part of Brooklyn, south part of the Bronx. This is where yeah. most of the violent crime happens. But eventually, it's some lunatic comes at you with an ice pick when you're walking, you know, the dog next to Central Park. Eventually, it comes to their name. It's happened in Chicago for sure. And that well, is, is where st- the turning point happens. This is the story of Buckhead in Atlanta. You know, you got a grandma who was going out to her garage, gets murdered. And the people who live, for people who don't know the Atlanta area well, and I know we have a lot of people who listen in the Atlanta area, uh, that is what's happening there. So much so that Buckhead is saying, we can no longer be a part of Fulton County. Like They're talking about seceding their community so they can have their own police force and their own security in a way that doesn't exist right now. I don't know what the legality of that's going to end up being. Uh, but if you know the city of Atlanta at all, Buckhead, very wealthy, very nice area of Atlanta. But there's rampant violence on the streets in Buckhead now. You, you don't feel safe because Atlanta has fallen apart to such a degree. This is where it always goes. This is what happens when you take the left-wing approach. You go back and just look at the 1970s in America and what was happening then, right? There was yep. all, there were police departments were Who cut. Who was president then? Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Indeed, sir. So you got speaking of presidents, you got some presidential analysis for us, sir. I do. We're going to go up to Virginia. Interesting numbers coming out of Virginia that could spell some doom for one Joseph Biden. We will discuss next. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel the Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel the Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. 
Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.